Okay, so like, what would our heist be? Like, like if we were to make a heist, what would we do? What would we be stealing? Yeah, hearts. Stealing hearts. Like, like just cutting bodies open and just. Oh my gosh, this has got dark. (laughs) Or we're stealing candy hearts. Ooh. From the candy hearts. Is it? Is it? I don't know. Is this a Halloween heist? Halloween heist. Heistoween, hollow heist. Hollow heist, hollow heist. Uh, we steal all the costumes from the Halloween stores, and then the children wake up on Halloween and they discover that there's no Halloween costumes. I appreciate how you're working under the assumption that these children don't already own the Halloween costumes. Maybe we're like the Grinch, where instead of stealing yeah. Hall- or, or Christmas presents, we steal Halloween costumes. We try to tap from the into that market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that could work. We would get arrested immediately. Immediately. <laughs> They'd be like, what are you doing? And be like, we're stealing the costumes. Some of these places are open 24-7, I feel like. The Halloween spirits. Well, no, no. Now, now, now we're talking about stealing from people's homes. Oh, I was talking about stealing, like, Halloween spirits. No, no, no. Smart. I'm talking about sneaking into kids' homes and taking their costumes. Oh, oh, like the Grinch. Like for the legal Grinch. reasons, this is a joke. This is a joke. This is a joke. <laughs> Not going to do that. But you know what would be great? What? If Sandra Bullock came in and stole my Halloween costume. And then we were in an ocean with, with eight, eight people. Roll the title sequence. When you're watching a show and you get really sad because the characters are straight and the writing is bad. The producers and creators just won't listen to us. Only ask for the bare minimum. They say it's too much. That's when Zane and Eliana come into play. We'll make it gay. Don't worry, we'll make it gay, make it gay, make it gay. Hi. Hello. How are you? Doing well, how are you? Oh, fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Very happy to be here. Same. Yeah. Same, same, same. Yeah. Welcome, Welcome to Make It Gay! A podcast where we explore all aspects of media and culture and put a queer and trans lens to it. I'm Zan, pronouns they, them, there. I'm Eliana, pronouns they, them, and she, her. And we're so excited that you're joining us for our fifth episode. Oh my gosh, that's half a ten. That's I know. One possible number of fingers on a hand. Uh, you want to you, you want to talk some gay news? Let's do some gay Amazing. news. So, friends, at the beginning of every episode, Zan and I come prepped with a piece of gay news that we want to share with you with each other. This piece of gay news is always positive because there's a lot of negative LGBTQ plus news in the media, and we want to showcase just some. Some happy, some, some happy gay stuff. Happy, happy gay, gay stuff. You want to go first or you want me to? I can go first. Do it. So my gay news is that Billy Porter has his directorial debut with this movie called Camp. I'm shaking my arms so much. I love it. This is a, it's based on a book. Okay, it's go ba- for it. it. The go book for it. is so, so good. Oh, really? It's such a good, yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, sorry. This is your gay news. You, yeah, you, no, no, no. That's, I'm so awesome because I'm like, I was looking at the story and I was like, okay, this thing seems pretty cool. But I didn't realize it was like, yeah. oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be scripted by Robert O'Hara and the screenplay by Kit Williamson. And it features an LGBTQ youth camp called Camp Outland, where 16-year-old protagonist Randy Kappelhoff falls in love with Hudson Aronson Lim who sadly doesn't return his affections. So that rejection serves as the catalyst for Randy to reinvent himself as a hyper-masculine camper named Dell in hopes of snagging Hudson's attention. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's a really good book that explores a lot about um, uh, uh, what it means to uh, be a, um, a femme versus a masked young queer man. Oh. Um, and it really just like... It's just a really beautiful story. Nice. And it talks a lot about, like, what does it mean to fit in? How do we find love by being ourselves? Mm-hmm. 
what does it mean when we're finding love through lies and Ooh, when we yeah. start to believe those lies and when do those lies become the truth? Ooh, okay. That's so exciting. It's a really, really good book. Highly nice. recommend it to everyone out there. Well, excited for Billy Porter to direct it. Congratulations, Billy. Truly, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited. <gasps> oh, okay. I have a. I also have a piece of gay news that okay. is book to movie related. Okay. Okay. So there is a book out there called Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. Ooh. And it is about two young Mexican-American boys, one okay. uh, year, who uh, become friends and inadvertently fall in love with each other. Aww. And I just bought the sequel to the book. Ooh, okay. And I reread the book this past weekend while I was away. And... It broke my heart and put it back together. Aww. It's such a good book. The oh sequel is such a good book. I'm like, I'm very much looking forward to yeah. reading the sequel and watching the movie. So That sounds so fun. Yeah. A lot of queer movies, books to movies coming out. That's so yeah. exciting. Yeah, and I think it says something about like the way that our society is currently exploring this as a medium in Hollywood. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Be- because mm-hmm. like like the the first main representation that we got in this was Love Simon. Okay, I like Love Simon. I yeah. think I think it's a good movie. I think that it is one way to tell a story. Yeah. Um I think Becky Albertalli is a fantastic writer. I think that it was a really, you know, really good safe movie. Yes, that's the keyword, yeah. safe movie. Yeah. And I think that there is a lot to say about how it was pretty much like like a gay movie for cis hets, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Now, granted, I also saw this movie in theaters six times. Yeah. Um, because it yeah. was one of the first times that, like, this was out there in the world. Yeah. Um, and we can get into conversations about, like, should straight actors play queer characters? Mm. It's probably not. But also, we shouldn't out anyone. And how do we navigate exactly. through that? And yeah. I'm just really grateful that, like, more stories are being told, especially through own voice work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like Aristotle and Dante, the movie adaptation, to the best of my knowledge, has a Mexican-American or a Latinx director and writer. Oh, great. Um, and I believe that the cast is also Latinx, which is okay. really good. Um, so, you know, making sure that we're having representation mm-hmm. in these adaptations is also important. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I can't wait for them to come out. Yeah. Or be in them. <gasps> well, not in the Aristotle one, because that's already, <laughs> that's already being filmed and none Fire, of us fit the uh, description. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 truly, truly not. Yeah. But hey, maybe another movie one day one. when our podcast is turned into, into a, a movie. <laughs> who, who would you want to play you in that movie? My mind just went to Zendaya. Literally, <laughs> my mind was just like Zendaya. And I was like, I don't even think that's like... I don't even know. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Why not? <laughs> Who would play you? Oh, I don't... Bette Midler, I guess. Bette Midler? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why nice. not? You know? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one day. It's time for Ships Into, into the, the Night. night. Ta-ta! Ta-ta! <laughs> I don't even know what I said. I said, ta-ta! Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, folks, Ships into the Night is where we talk about two or more characters in media in the in a narrative form, and we talk about why they should be together, basically based off of what they have done or do canonically in their form of media. And this week, we are talking about 
Debbie and Lou from Ocean's 8. This is a surprising couple, don't you think? Oh my gosh, they're so gay. They're so gay. They're so gay. But yes, it is a very surprising couple. Yeah. Because does anyone really ship them? I don't even know if people ship them or not. Like, I haven't checked the fan fiction sites to see if people ship them. I but like, either. I feel like they... Let's find out. Let's find out. But Ocean's 8 fan fiction. It is so obvious that these two women are queer and specifically are in love with each other. <laughs> um, yes, yes, people do ship them. Okay, wonderful. Great. Um, yeah, no, this is this is such an oddball pairing, but it works so freaking well. So well. Oh my god. So gosh. well. So, friends, a little bit of context about Ocean's 8. Uh, it lives within the Ocean's movie series, which is a series of heist movies uh, that starred who? George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. And basically, they, they just heist a lot. So there was Ocean's 11, Ocean's 12, and Ocean's 13. And Ocean's 13 was the last movie uh, featuring the original mm-hmm. ensemble cast. These mm-hmm. movies are big ensemble casts, by the mm-hmm. way. And that was released in 2007. Ocean's 8... Came out in 2018, 11 years to the day after the release of Ocean's 13, oh, by the way. Oh, wow. And it stars a lot of a lot of people. A lot stars... of very famous cis mm-hmm. women. Yeah, that's a that's very important to note. Yes. yes. Uh, mm-hmm. We got Sandra Bullock. We got Kate Blanchett. We got Anne Hathaway. We got Mindy Kaling, Sarah Paulson, Aquafina, Rihanna, Rihanna. Helena <laughs> Bonham Carter. Yeah. And so it's about Debbie, played by Sandra Bullock who uh, just got out of prison uh, after being there for five years. And the first thing she does is uh, heists. She goes on heists. She meets back up with her old partner in crime, Lou. Her lover. Her lover. (laughs) Um, And they plan to steal the Toussaint, which is a 150 million Cartier necklace. And the most important fact is she's been planning this heist Mm -hmm. the entire time that she's been in prison Mm -hmm. so it's been five years she's like five years six months three 38 days and six hours they like ask her how long it's taken her to come up with this plan and she's like it's so tight that it won't be it it cannot fail it can't fail it can't fail and too big to fail no that's (laughs) that's banking um (laughs) um but yeah what just initial reactions to Watching the movie because this is your first. You it was your first this time watching first the movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, first oceans movies. Like so, initial reactions to watching the movie and seeing these two play out. Like, what was your reaction to that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, first of all, like I don't think that they've seen each other in five years. Watching the two of them meet up for the first time after five years, I was like, oh, you're you are in love, or at yeah. the very least, like there was a fling mm-hmm. at some point in your past. Yes, and. I don't necessarily know if they were ever in a relationship, but like, yeah. but like you know that there were many nights spent mm-hmm. drinking wine in a bathtub. Oh yeah, you know, giving oh, yeah. each other looks across the room at expensive dinner parties. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, they've done heists together. Like yeah. they, they used to do this all the time yeah. before Sandra Bullock, Debbie got arrested. Yeah, and the reason why Debbie got arrested Ugh. was because of a man, a man who a she man. fell in love with. Yeah. There's this one moment in the in the movie where Daphne is roping in this man who is Richard uh, Armitage, who plays Claude Becker. Um, so Debbie and Claude were doing heists themselves together, mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. ripping people like off. Schemes. Schemes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
And uh, then he rats her out to the cops. Yeah, because like they they change he changes the plan of what they usually do because yeah. what he does is he has a buyer for a painting because he's mm-hmm. an artist mm-hmm. and Sandra Bullock, Debbie would come in and bid higher for the yes. painting. So then the buyer would ultimately bid higher even more of the, of the asking yes. price. So what he comes this time is that Sandra Bullock is the buyer yes. and then something about her signing off papers yes. and then, then that he would get the money or whatever, but mm-hmm. it would all be fine. But mm-hmm. then the minute they go to dinner. The minute she signs those papers, it's like the FBI is yep. at the table with them. And it's like, you have the right to remain silent. And she was like, what's going on? And he's all like, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm talking. He talks, 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 talks. And then Sandra Bullock's like, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. And then the cop's like, well, he's flapping his mouth. So yep. I don't know what you're doing. Yep. So <laughs> she goes away to jail for five years. Meanwhile, Lou is probably just like, what? Where where is Debbie? Where's where's my life partner? Uh, and Lou is so cool. Lou is so dude. Her haircut. Her haircut alone. is amazing. Kate Blanchett is so good in this movie. Ah, uh, she's so good. Like the haircut, the bangs, the outfits. All everyone's outfits are like, except like Sarah Polson's character, because she's supposed to just play like a wife in like mm-hmm. the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So her outfits aren't like as flashy. Mm-hmm. But everyone else's outfits are like on point mm-hmm. in this film. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. It's just really surprising that there was no queer people in this film. None. It's None. so weird. It's very strange. Um, especially for 2018. Yeah. You know? Because I'm trying to think. I'm thinking, yeah, there's no explicit queerness in no. the film. No, there's none. And, you know, my brain goes to the whole, like, okay, but it's a heist movie. It's not about that. But then, you know... My brain yeah. is like, why does it have to be about it in order for it to be featured? Exactly. You know? So Debbie goes to jail, um, uh, comes out of jail five years later, um, and decides to have Claude be a part of the heist. And there's this moment in the movie where Lou finds out that Debbie has decided to have Claude be part of the heist in some way. Well, like, not part of the heist. Right. Like, involved yes, in the heist. You, thank you. Yeah. And Debbie's outside. And Lou just comes out and is like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. This is like, like, this isn't worth it. There was like, it's all part of the plan. Don't worry. But like the tension. So the much tension. tension. It's like, why are you bringing in your old man? We're finally back together. Yeah. And he's not in the picture anymore. Yeah. But Debbie doesn't talk because Debbie can't let anyone else know about this one very specific part of the heist, mm-hmm. which is to frame him, by the way. Yeah, she's yeah. getting his revenge. Her revenge. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, no, but they're very gay. It's just so gay. And, like, there's this moment where after they... Because the heist takes place at the Met Ball. Mm-hmm. If you don't uh, know it, Met the... Gala, oh. actually. <laughs> the Met Gala. You've never been invited to the Gala now, darling. Oh, no. The Met Gala, which happens on the first Monday in May at the Met in New York City. And it's a fundraiser for the Met. Um, I don't know. No one really sure. knows... <laughs> I think it's just rich people buying rich things. Well, tickets cost $35,000. Yeah, please. and the table's like ten, not $10,000. Like, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. amount of money. It's a lot of money. Like, Mindy Kaling at one point's like, can we just go to this thing? And they're like, no, we're stealing from the rich. Um, so, so the heist takes place at the Met Gala, and... Everyone, ha- it's like, it's just such a fun movie because it's just, if you've ever seen the Oceans movies, it's always so fun when they do the montages, mm-hmm. like everyone has their own specific skill mm-hmm. that they do and they're just like doing the skill and like, it's like fast cuts and like, it's really absurd screen wipes and yep. it's just so fun. Yep. But I really enjoyed 
this movie because I've seen all the other ones, mm. but this was my favorite. Why? Because it's, I think it's, it's just more modern. Yeah. And it's some stuff in the old movies are a bit cringe mm. and like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like this one was tighter as yeah. far as the storyline. Yeah. And it was like the surprise was actually surprising. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. And I really feel like Debbie and Lou should have been together. Like, there's that whole scene when they finish the heist and then, like, Sandra Bullock is standing across mm-hmm. the street and then Lou comes in in this green pantsuit. Yeah. It's amazing. And yeah. they just stare at each other. And then it just cuts away. And I'm like, what was that? That was love. <laughs> yes, that's the... I wonder if there was a, like a storyline. I don't know. I would hope so. But the story is by Gary Ross, who did The Hunger Games. Oh yeah, love. He's a good director. Yeah, yeah, he's a good director. Go off, go off, Gary Ross. What would you have wanted to happen? Like, what's your alternate version of the movie where they're together? I don't think I would have wanted them to actually get together until like the very end. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that throughout the movie there should be a lot of explicit tension between the two of them Mm -hmm. and like we know that there's a past Mm -hmm. and i think that that should have been like intentionally woven into the story to fuel the reason why they're doing the heist but we don't know exactly why Mm. and then at the end of the movie they uh finish the heist and then they pool their money together Mm. and they like i don't know buy a house in france or something yeah but like i I think that maybe there could have been a Chekhov's gun planted at the beginning of the film that then is resolved at the end that's yes. for their relationship. And what's a Chekhov's gun for people that don't know what Great. that is? Great. So uh, in many of Chekhov's plays, uh, Anton Chekhov is a Russian playwright. I think he's Russian. Yes. Um, uh, from a, a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And 1800s. Yes. Uh, in many of his plays, he uh, would introduce an object, usually mm-hmm. a gun, um, at the beginning of the show, the one that I'm thinking of is from what is that? The bear? They, no, 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 no. Um, not the cherry orchard. Um, Uncle Vanya. Nope. No, nope. there's no gun in Uncle Vanya. Uh, 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 it's with the actor. seagull. Seagull. Thank you. So, so at the beginning of the seagull, someone talks about how like there's this gun on the wall. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Flash forward to the very end of the play. One Spoilers. Of the, one of the main characters. <laughs> yeah, in case you haven't, you know. Oops. One of the main characters kills themselves with the gun. Mm-hmm. So like pointing it out at the very beginning, very nonchalantly, no one thinks of it. And then mm-hmm. bam, literally bam, mm-hmm. it creates a catalytic moment at the very end of the play. Mm-hmm. So let's say that Debbie and Lou like keep on referencing like France or like mm-hmm. Paris or whatever. Um, and... They talk about how, like, we'll get our house, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Or, like, maybe mm-hmm. they vacation somewhere once, like, when their mm-hmm. heists were going well. At the end, they buy that property or something of the sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that they stop heisting. I think that they continue to heist oh, together. Yeah. But I think that for a while, they just decide to have it be just the two of them. Yeah. And, like, it's like it shows, like, a flash forward of them in France yeah. in their house. Yeah. And then, then like, they're just sitting across <laughs> from each other on the, on the couch. And then it's, like... Are you bored? Yeah, I'm bored. Let's yeah. do it. And then, yeah. like, then the movie that. ends, and it's just like they're about to start another heist yeah. or something. That'd be super fun. Yeah. What uh, about you? Is there anything that you would change? I would change. I think there would be a lot more tension between the two of them in the movie if they had 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 a relationship in the past, especially mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. if they were together mm-hmm. first 
then Debbie got with Claude. Ooh. Then they broke up. Then Debbie got with Claude. Then Claude screwed Debbie over. And then now Debbie's asking Lou for help. Mm. And Lou's kind of like, you know what? Screw you. You you left me for that guy. And you're saying now you want my help. And so like that would have been really interesting yeah. for them to like have to deal with. And then like yeah. they would have come to a reconciliation and like have rekindled their relationship by the end of the movie. I love that. That would have been really cool. Yeah. Ah, oh, that would have been good. Yeah, dude. It's just so surprising because it was 2018 and like they didn't think to add that in. Well, I'm, I'm also wondering like, quote unquote, what demographic are they looking at? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. if, if the Oceans, if the original Oceans movies mm-hmm. are a bunch of cis straight men mm-hmm. stealing things. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the main demographic would be cis straight men mm-hmm. watching these cis straight men steal things. Mm-hmm. Are there any like like romantic partners to any of them in the original ones? Okay, so it's funny you mentioned that because George Clooney and Brad Pitt's character have a lot of chemistry between the two of them. Ooh. But they're Julia Roberts, it's kind of with George Clooney, but like kind of not. Like mm. she kind of dips off she's not even in the third one but they like talk about her in the third one and then like in the second one brad pitt's character has is with Catherine zeta jones Whoa. and like it's it's just really random and but the women just like disappear and then by the third one they're just like going along walks by themselves talking about these women that they're having troubles with and you're just like what is going on <laughs> it's very confusing yeah so it parallels to this mm. it's the same idea of like they, there's a lot of tension between these two main leads, mm-hmm. but not there's no follow through Interesting. with them. So, hmm. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's time for Star Cross Lovers. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> that was spooky. Happy yeah, Halloween. Happy Halloween. So in Star Cross Lovers, Zan and I are looking at a bowl. Uh, in this bowl are pieces of paper, and on those pieces of paper are the list of characters from different pieces of media. These are really, really heckin' random. Really random. Zan and I are each going to pick one, and it is our job to talk about how these two characters would work well together. Yeah. I just had a thought. Yeah. What if we pick a cis-straight male and a cis-straight female, quote-unquote? They can still be queer. One person, we could be like, the person's trans. Great. Love it. Amazing. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. I don't remember who's on this piece of paper. All right. My name is... I think I know what it is. I'm going to tell you mine after you pick yours. Okay. 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 Okay, I have Humphrey Bogart from Casablanca. I have the card for Be Fully Loaded. I knew it! I knew it! I the card for Be Fully Loaded. I knew it! I knew it! Um, so I have Rick from Casablanca. Okay, so Rick is just in, like, not he just, loves in, just loves his car. Yeah. Great. Just really loves his car. Herbie Fully Loaded. In a very platonic way. <laughs> Yeah, we were about to say that. <laughs> um, they just like to go on long drives together. Yeah. After, after, um, oh, what? I'm forgetting everyone in that movie's name. Ingrid Bergman's character leaves him on the tarmac. And that other guy was like, this is, Louis, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. That's where that comes from. Oh. Um, 
it's not a beautiful friendship. <laughs> it goes sour really <laughs> and it fast. It goes sour really fast. And so then somehow Herbie gets shipped all the way to Casablanca and, <laughs> and for repairs or it gets lost in the mail. <laughs> And then Rick finds the car in a junkyard and it was like, what's this, what's this car doing here? And then he's like, oh, it's Herbie fully loaded. And then <laughs> the car's name is Herbie. Herbie fully loaded is just it's the name so of the Herbie. movie. <laughs> it's Herbie. And then he's like, oh. and then it, Herbie's like, doot, doot. yeah, he's like, doot, doot. he's like, this must be a sign. The two of us must be together, Herbie. And so then he gets in the, he fixes up the car. With his big, strong hands. With his big, strong hands. <laughs> and then he drives all around Casablanca in the car. And then he goes to Paris because this whole thing in Casablanca. But now I'm just talking about Casablanca. Does he drive the car to Paris? <laughs> no, he, he brings the car to Paris How? with him. On a boat. On a boat. Toot, toot. Toot, toot. <laughs> okay, so now they're in Paris. They're in Paris. And then Ingrid Bergman's there. Oh. And he's like, you left me. Even though she had to, because the Nazis were coming, and it was a whole thing. Watch Casablanca. Wait, this takes place during World War Two. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I thought this movie was from like nineteen nineteen. No, no, it's um nineteen forty three. Oh, that's when it was released. I was very wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, and then it's really sad because he has to choose. Maybe he chooses Ingrid Bergman because like he didn't like she didn't have to leave him. Yeah, and she didn't want to leave him. She had to leave him. And so then he sees Ingrid, and then for some odd reason, he has to choose between a car and Ingrid. <laughs> they can't keep the car for some because so she already then, has a car. So he chooses Ingrid, yes. and, and Herbie's like, two, two. No. And, and what's his character's name? Rick? Rick. Rick is like, ah, Shay, you're going to be okay, Shay. Yeah. And then Herbie just drives off into the sunset and doesn't stop until he meets Lindsay Lohan in oh, 2004. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then Lindsay Lohan gets in the car and is like, oh, wow. Are you, what's your name? I'm going to call you Herbie. And and Herbie's like, because, <laughs> because that's that's what Rick called him. Yeah, and he's like, I finally found my other person. Are we gendering a car? Oh, called them. Great. Yeah, Herbie's pronouns are they, them, there. It's a car. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and thus ends the story of Rick and Herbie. Fully loaded. <laughs> Casablanca Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> Herbie Casablanca fully loaded. Ah! Hey friends, thank you so much for joining us here on another episode of Make It Gay. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to follow us, you can do so on Instagram at Make It Gay Podcast. You can also email us at makeitgaypodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If you yeah. have any suggestions as to who you want to be featured on the podcast, we would love to make that happen as well. And, and if you want to be on the podcast, mm -hmm. email mm -hmm. us yeah. and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And maybe let's read some reviews. This is from... It's, it's titled Such a Fun Time. Mm. The title song is such a bop. Listening to them talk is so fun to listen and be a part of. Aw, thank you so much. You. We really and then another one says, it's just like zero V zero. So it's a cute little face. Mm -hmm. And it says, so wholesome. When do we get another episode? Fridays. Hey <laughs> and then another one says, this is too wholesome for my queer little heart. Crying emoji. We're the reason for the teardrops on your guitar. 
All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. <laughs> we will see you next week. Any final thoughts, Sam? Eat your veggies. <gasps> oh, my God. Y'all, I had a bowl of tomatoes, olives, and artichokes because I was needing something natural. <laughs> Alright, bye. bye! Don't worry, we'll make it gay, make it gay, make it gay.